This is your life. This is your life. Right now is your life. Life is about right now. Live and live are spelled the same way. In order to live, you must be live. Right now. The past does not equal the future unless you give the past permission. You are the sum total of your dominant thoughts and decisions. Yes, you are. So, a little birdie told me that you have an out of control sexual behavior of some sort. Pornography, masturbation, fanatization, or some kind of unhealthy sexual behavior. A little birdie also told me that it's starting to get the best of you. And it's not okay anymore. That's good news. It not being okay. Because that's the beginning of how you can change it. We're going to have an adult, grown folk conversation about behaviors, attitudes, decisions, choices, actions to become healthy. Becoming healthy is a journey. It's not a one and none. It's not like this sexual addiction BS that you do where you just get all excited, you do this, and then you blast one. Now, it requires a lot more work than that. It's strategic. It's taking steps. It's reflection. It's looking inside. It's being introspective. It's deciding that you want a better life for yourself. That's what this is about. My name is Joseph F. Price. They call me Joey P. I'm going to be your host in this journey. I'm going to be your partner in this dance. We're going to do this together. We're going to become better people together. You are going to have sexual mastery. You are going to have mastery in your life. Yes, you are. You're going to be a better person. You're going to be somebody that you can be proud of. You're going to be somebody that even your mama can be proud. But it's not going to come free. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to do some reflection. I'm going to give you some tools. I'm not going to do it all on my own. I'll bring some guests. They'll give you the good stuff. But here's what you got to do. Take this as a journey, a journey that you get better each and every day, a journey that we don't stop until we figured out how to do it and we become invincible. Yeah, we can become invincible to our pornography at sexual behaviors and unhealthy other addictions. You just got to understand how it works. You got to understand how your mind is making you its bitch. I know you don't like that language, but you're the bitch of your mind. And so this work that we're going to do, 
It's about neutralizing that and you becoming the victor. You becoming the master. You becoming the man that you're supposed to be. That's what I'm talking about. So if that's something that interests you, if that's something that you want to do, then let's do that together. It ain't a one and done. It's a journey. So let's begin. I mean, you're just rocking, so I might as well go for it. Go ahead. <laughs> but I was like, how do you, you know, when you've grown up not learning that stuff, it's not even, honestly, in my opinion, it's not even an awareness. It is an awareness, maybe, but it's an awareness you don't even know that nothing about. So there's, you can't even be held responsible for that because you were never, you know, we are a part of, we are what we brought up to, right? You are a product of your upbringing. I'm sorry. There's a lot of that. It's true. Mm -hmm. So if I never did that as a child, how would I know what that is? Nobody ever said, Diana, how are you feeling? Diana, do you feel happy today? No. We ate because good things. We ate because of bad things. You know, it was never a, an identification of a feeling there. Now, me personally now, I talk to my kids about that stuff. I talk to other people about it. And I'm, I'm big on telling people, stop and just think, what are you feeling? What exactly what are you feeling? I journal that. Like I get up and I journal that. And if I got throughout my day, I go, what are you thinking, Diana? What are you feeling? How do you feel right now? You know, I'm, I'm excited right now because I'm on here. I finish here. I'm going to get sushi. I'm super excited. I love sharing my testimony. I love telling people what's happened in my life. So it's a good feeling. Is there, was there fear? Yeah, there's a little fear because I don't like talking in front of people, but that's okay. That's okay. You just feel it and keep it going. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it stops you. You don't paralyze because of it. I have, but I don't today. So we did something special, folks. Uh, we were just talking, and uh, the, the conversation was was rocking and rolling. Actually, you missed uh, so much, but uh, oh well, that's how it goes. This is actually uh, part three of my conversation with Ms. Diana Flo. And uh, she had talked to us uh, the first two segments. One was uh, the first one, she was talking about her life story and how uh, she actually got into addiction. And then the second part of the story, uh, she was talking about um, the, the moment that uh, she realized that wasn't going to work in her life and what she did and to the point where uh, that is out of her life. So that's where we are right now. And what we want to talk about right now is really just, you know, continuing with the foundation that I want you to have, which is recovery is a three-phase process. You're going to have to learn how to manage yourself. You're going to have to get some recovery capital. You're going to have to learn how to say no. You're going to have to learn how to set boundaries. You're going to have to learn how to put your screen uh, where people can see it. You're going to have to learn how to have people on your speed dial. You're going to have to learn a whole lot of things that you need to do in everyday life to keep you from engaging in that addiction. And then, of course, once you get some kind of supremacy there where that's not really a problem, the second phase that you need to move into is healing. And healing is actually a two-phase process. Number one, um, most people that are addicted to something, they face something in, our, in their lives that they weren't able to process well. Uh, that's just a fact. Uh, people are uh, mean, they're treacherous, they're wretched. 
and they do things that hurt people and people uh many times when they're young they they process something with a juvenile brain uh that they're not able to process so they misprocess something and then they try to escape from it and the addiction from there takes on its entire life so uh recovery is reversing that process and then once you get a hold of not doing the particular substance or drug or whatever it is you got to figure out why did you do it in the first place because if you don't figure out why you did it in the first place maybe you'll do it again but maybe you won't do it again and then what you would do is something else and maybe that something else is worse so basically uh it's it's called cross addiction you know you see a guy he, he's an alcoholic stops drinking and he goes to gambling and it just goes to something else so it's not really about the addiction and really is never about the addiction for anybody it's about what's causing the addiction and when you eliminate what's causing the addiction somehow the addiction mysteriously goes away but what people try to do is they try not to act out in the addiction and they don't get rid of the addictive mind as well as the addictive thoughts and gain a healthy mindset. So I think uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about in the recovery process is things that you do to keep that healthy mindset. So with that, uh, Diana, talk about what do you do now? How do you keep yourself in the game? What do you want everybody to know? How they can keep themselves in the game and uh, live a um, successful recovery life, knowing that it's not a one and done thing, that recovery is something that you do every day. So I will say that first of all, it is a, the like you said, it's a process. So what I do today is not what I did years ago. You know, to get where I'm at, you know, I did all that we talked about earlier for many, many, many years. So today, a lot of what I do today, it is still personal growth. I still, you know, I get up every day, I read a meditation, I read a scripture, I, you know, I don't go to meetings like that now, but I have a support group of people. So I have people like you and I have people like, I have a coach, you know, I talked about a coach. So I have accountability people in my life now. It, you know, I don't go to meetings, but am I against them? Absolutely not. Uh, meetings are fantastic. And I just choose, a matter of fact, I said I'm going to go to one. I love them. I just don't go right now because I just don't go because I'm busy. And I'm not at that place where I have a need for it now. Let me say it that way. I say to people all the time that as this journey, if you do the work that I did, that I talk about doing, that I show you how to do, then you don't you will grow to a place where you're not dependent on a meeting. You go because you enjoy, you help other people. So that's what I believe. That's what's happened with me. Now, mind you, I think I said earlier, I went to meetings for over 10 years, every single day almost. Um, so today I do a lot of journaling. I have my coach. Um, I do my scripture reading, I do my meditations, I do, I'm, I'm, I help other people. That's huge for me. And I think that's huge for staying sober. I think that's, you know, even though I don't go to an AA meeting, I'm always helping other people. You know, I go to the prisons, I'm getting ready to go to the prisons and do some teachings in there. And the same thing that we're talking about, you know, the process of how to change your mindset. So 
I daily focus on my mindset. I daily focus on growing. Um, I, I read, honestly, I read I am statements to myself every day. I say I am since I have a list of what's called I am statements. I am whole. I am healthy. I am recovered. I am who I want to be. I am a, you know, I have a whole list of the things that I am. I read those things to myself every day and I don't just read them. I look in the mirror and I tell myself those things and I believe them things. So that's a huge part of what I do now. Journaling is one thing that I do. Um, but honestly, if I'm totally honest with you, I think a lot of where I am right now is I don't, I'm not that girl no more. That girl's dead. So the things I did then, I don't think are a requirement for me to be sober today because that girl died. I created a new person. I am a new person today. So that I don't do, um, I don't necessarily do the same things I did, but the things that I did early on are what gave me the freedom to do what I do today. Does that make sense how I, how I said that? Oh, everything that you said makes 100% uh sense because again you just uh did exactly what you did before where you gave somebody uh you gave them a blueprint that if they go back and listen a couple times to what you just been saying you gave them a blueprint of what they need to do and how they need to think uh so thank you for doing that um what is like one of the like what is this thing you're dying to tell me that i need to know if i was like an addict today what is it what is that one thing that you want me to know i'm mr addict what, what do you want me to i'm no different than you are every if i can do it anybody can do it. If I can get sober, anybody can do it. If I can change who I was, you can do it too. If you are determined and apply yourself, you, you have to be willing. You have to be ready and de determined. You can do the same thing that I can do. If you follow the same footsteps I followed, you'll be, you won't be the same person I am. I'm not saying that, but you will get the same results when you're ready. You have to be ready and willing. That's key to it. Ready, willing, and follow through. Determine. And it takes a lot of determination, but you can do it. But I will, but I want to say, of all things, if I can do it, you nobody's left out of this. Nobody's better than the other one. I'm not special, and I get something that you don't get. I can't do anything that you can't do. So if I can go the same road that I went and got what I have right now anybody else can do it so i mean life dishes situation so how do you how do you handle situations like parties family gatherings where there's alcohol that would be served what, what what's your particular strategy for dealing with stuff like that so um first of all what i do today is different than what i did in the day so back in the day what i did was i didn't go to very many and if i did go i went with a plan i went i told my sponsor where i was going 
Now, if I was going out to eat, that was a little different. You know, I, I didn't sit right at the bar, but I didn't go to parties and stuff early on. It was a long time before I went to anything like that. Now, today when I go, um, first of all, I pray before I go in there. That's number one. Mm -hmm. And I ask God to continuously show me who I am now. And that the, that the old person is, is not connected to me at all. And so when I go in there, if I start feeling any kind of uncomfortable, and I tell people, first of all, when I'm in there, I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to tell people I'm a recovered addict. And a lot of times, like the last thing that I went to, this lady says to me, we're going out to eat. They were all drinking. And she says to me, oh, wait a minute, Diana. I remember what you told me. She said, does it bother you if, I'm, if we're drinking? And I, she said, I, don't, I want to respect you. And most people will want to respect you. Mm -hmm. um, and I told her, no, you know what? If I have a problem, I'll get up and leave. But I don't have a problem. But I can appreciate that. So I verbalize it to people. So when I have told you that I have a problem, what's it going to look like if I take a drink now? I'm not going to pick up a drink, but that's not really an issue with me now. So if I, if there is somewhere I assess my situation. So if I'm going to feel uncomfortable, I'm not going to go start with the places that I put myself are people that support me. I don't go in places that people don't support me. If you were the type of person that was going to offer me alcohol and encourage me to drink, then I'm not going to go with you. I'm only going to go with people that were on my side. So when I go, if, if I'm going to go somewhere, if I start feeling some kind of way, I'm going to excuse myself, number one, and go to the bathroom and say a prayer. Um, but honestly, I don't really have a lot of those issues now because I have formed that foundation and the foundation with my mindset is, is that that girl's dead. Honestly, I've not craved anything in years. I don't, I mean, it's been, I, I, don't, I don't even know, probably six months out since I've craved anything. And so, but I, I also know that if I was to take a drink, I would be that same, that old girl could come back to life. Mm -hmm. I do know that. Even though I say she's dead and she is. You can, you can resurrect. Daggum right, she can resurrect. And you know what? But I don't think, I don't fondle on that, but I also don't invite her. So she stays buried. So um, I just don't, I take care of me constantly and I let people know where I'm at. If somebody offers me a drink, I typically just say, no, thank you. But if they keep on it and if they persist and they don't know who I am, I tell them, no, I have an allergy to alcohol. Very good. Honestly, I, I only go. <laughs> I don't go to very many parties or anything. I typically hang with people that are my are my support. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that uh, I know you you're aware of it, but one of the things that resonated as you were talking was that uh, you take total responsibility for your recovery. It, it is not about what anybody or anything or any situation does. You are totally in responsibility, not control necessary, but you were totally in responsibility. And one of the things I did want to touch on is something you can tell me how it relates to you. You, you kind of alluded to it a couple of times, but I guess it's some hope for addicts because like in the front, there's a lot of work. And an example is like for me, I don't touch my phone for 
and out. That's my rule. When I wake up, it, there's it's an hour rule, period. Yeah. I don't touch it. I do have, uh, and I encourage people to do it. I do have, uh, again, it's my program, so I'm taking this, you know, I own this, right? So I don't have to follow it by the, you know, this is not some law that the government's overseeing or something like that. So there's certain days I get direct deposit. So, you know, you think I'm going to wait an hour, to, you know, when I can get my dopamine hit and, you know, get some positive vibes? No. I'm, it's my phone so I, I give myself an exception for that but that's pretty much all i use my phone for well the point that i wanted to make was at first it was hard not to use the phone but now it's not hard and now if i want to check that occasional and i'm not playing the games with the word occasional if again it's my phone if i want to check that occasional email for a purpose two minutes after I get up, I do it because that's not an issue for me. So what I want you to do is talk about how your life changes and you can let, you can lift some of the controls off of yourself when you're more healthy. So early, that you're exactly right. And so early on, the work is tough. It's hard work. It's intense work. It's you know, going to AA meetings or whatever you meet meetings or having your support group or calling your sponsor or going through a coach, you know, constantly talking to a coach, constantly doing work. Not that you don't always do work. That's you're always doing work if you want to grow. But the bulk of the hardest part of the work in my, from my experience was probably, I'd say the first eight years, to be honest, maybe even 10. Um, depending, you know, on how, how much you do, you know, how, how willing are you? How into it are you? Like, I poured myself into this. My life, I felt like, I know, my life depended on this. So I gave it like my life depended on, you know, you hear people say, um, treat your recovery like you treated your addiction, right? You, I was hunting drugs. I, it didn't matter what time of day it was. So, you know, what? Well, I did the same thing with my recovery. People talk pure trash about me. So as you do, once you do that, as you, you know, as you grow personally, you know, you got to be growing. You can't just go to meetings. I don't mean just show up at a meeting. I mean, changing who you are. As you do that, when you get the, as the years grow, like now, I don't, you know, I, my life has not revolved around addiction. I don't think about drugs. I don't think about doing anything in an addictive behavior, but it's been that foundation. It's that early hard work that you do. Once you do that, then you can live a life that's a little more flexible. And you know, every 12 step program that I'm aware of came from the 12 steps of AA. Yeah. So in the big book, if you've ever read anything in the big book, it says that AA was created to get you back into the mainstream of life, right? Mm -hmm. So that's my thing. Some people fail to do that. But if you do all the work that I'm talking about, that we've been on here talking about, you will get back into the mainstream of life. And in the mainstream of life, do you think everybody out here walks around thinking about doing drugs or drinking or sex or porn? Or No. So you will have that freedom too. And I, I did a TikTok the other day because I'm a TikTok girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I did it on the promises of AA and what you're asking, it just goes hand in hand with that because it, are you familiar with the promises of AA? No. no. I don't know if I'm going to quote them just right. I used to read them all the time, but I will tell you that um, if you read the promises of AA, um, they do come true and it is exactly what you and I are talking about right now. Um, I might can tell you what they are if you want me to, because I know. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, I can I can look them up and I'm actually. I typically know them by heart. <laughs> you know what? You did. You didn't know. You didn't know that we were going to be here. But um, here's uh, something that I did want to uh, address on. Um, so you did. You did kind of confirm that as you grow, you can take some of the restraints off yourself, right? Yes. Okay. So there's some, let's go with AA promises. I'll, I'll, I have ADD. Let's get one thing out of the way first. So the AA promises says this. And I used to read these every single day so that I could remind myself of these promises. Okay. Well, make sure my mic's ready. The AA promise. So just for the people that are concerned, the AA promises says if we are painstaking about the this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. Number two, we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. Number three, we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door. Number four, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Number five, no matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. Number six, the feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Number seven, we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Number eight, self-seeking will slip away. Number nine, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Number 10, fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. Number 11, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. And then number 12, we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we <laughs> could not do for ourselves. Wow. That's good. I mean, so that is any addiction, right? Yeah. So as those, I read those things every day and as th those come to life and then you get to this place where you can live without that constant having to do these addictive things. So you take the lid, you know, the lid starts getting easier. Life gets easier. So I, I think they just kind of go hand in hand with the question because that truly is how it, that I see that kind of how it flows. Now, there's one um, there's one question and actually 
this actually having, you know, I like the spontaneity of this. So, you know, I didn't ask you questions before. But this particular question before you kind of answered it in a different way troubled me. And it was, see, because I'm not an AA kind of guy, right? But I'm not going to poo-poo AA. I got issues with certain things. But by and large, if you don't have anything, AA is better than anything else. AA works 18% of the time if you you work it. Um, So I'm not going to get in the way. But I do have certain concerns. And... um, So I'm going to ask you, what are your concerns? So I wouldn't say I have any concerns because things that concern you, not, not, not that the program's unsound, but things that, that, that make you think a little bit. Well, AA is part of what got me sober. So no, I want really what, what I want you to talk about is really the liabilities. and, And that's really what I, what bothers me about AA and what bothers me about people in AA and yeah, that's what I want to because the liabilities to me is sometimes the, the, you become the five people that you spend the most time with. And then if you spend the most time with people that are faking recovery, it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to burn you. If you're fortunate to spend five, you know, have five people that are totally committed, that's a good thing. So, so, so let me, so let's start by saying there's always concerns. So eight, my concerns kept me drunk for a long time mm-hmm. because I went into AA and I saw, you know, people were faking it. I saw those concerns. So what I have to say is I have concerns. Yes, but they don't, they're not really concerns anymore because here's the bottom line. AA is there for a purpose. And if you use it for the purpose, you can, it, it's beneficial. So everybody's journey is different. My only, my problem with AA is, and it's not even a concern, it's a problem because it's all people related. If people go into AA or 12 step program, I'm just going to say 12, because it's mm. not just AA. No, it's, it's not. Let us be real. It's church too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you go in there and they make it, it's almost, it becomes almost like a cult because depending on the- Is that like almost pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what- You either are or you aren't. That's what, that that was what I was saying. But the reason I say that though, is because people come in there and they get sober. Mm -hmm. If you look at, it's not AA that I have the problem with because if you know anything about AA, AA was set up to be a benefit to people to come in and to change your life, to transform your life. But what happens is the people come in and they get sober and they don't want to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even here and do the work don't get a sponsor or the sponsors this or the sponsors that or they say get a sponsor with what you have that has what you want right that's what they say people are not they don't they get a sponsor because they have what i want because i still want to live the old lifestyle you know what i'm saying oh it's kind of like how 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 you get friends you buy mine i buy yours yeah i mean it's it's 
that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get friends that enable me in my crap. I don't no, get friends that are going to challenge me and get up in my face and confront me and say, I don't appreciate my, my best friend showing up like that. So it, it, here's my thing. It's not AA that I have the issue with. It's not AA that I have the concerns with. It's the people that come into AA and do not apply AA like it was created to apply. AA is a fantastic tool that people abuse because you know we can do it our way or i'll be honest with you and this is probably going to step on some toes and you may agree or disagree i don't know it's kind of like in my eyes do you do you think it matters whether i agree with you or not okay because you know i don't (laughs) we still have our own thing so people that go out here and they go they do i think it's mat medication assistance that's not recovery. Sorry. Go to all the meetings you want. Call it recovery if you want, but it is a drug that you are using to replace recovery. Matt is good to keep you alive if you are about to die, but that's not recovery. Don't call it recovery. It's not recovery. It's not it. So AA, my concern with AA is the people are not the same today. Like when I went into AA, my old sponsor was a was an older lady. She has Alzheimer's now. And um, she had to have a male sponsor because there were no females. Now, AA says they do not recommend same-sex, I mean, opposite Different. sponsors. People do it anyway now. So it's the people that I have my concerns with. More so than AA. And when I say, Rebecca, when I say um, AA, the cult-like, what bothers me is in the big book, it plainly tells you that, like I said earlier, that it, it, AA was created to get people back into the mainstream of life. But people don't do that. What they do is a lot of them, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of them go to AA or 12-step programs. That becomes their life. They got to go for 25 years. I mean, they'd be like me. I know people that go to AA every day or every week or they, you know, AA is their life. And if they saw me and I, they said to me, do you go to meetings? And I said, no, they'd be like, oh my God, you're going to relapse. No, I'm not going to relapse. So my concern is more the way people apply AA. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, one of the things as a coach that uh, you don't want to do with a person is you don't want a person to be dependent on that system. And you had mentioned dependency on the system. You don't, you don't, you want them to, to, to depend on the tools that the system has that they would use the tools. Because you don't want, you don't want nobody to depend on you or to, to, to depend on the system. So I guess uh, it's time for us to go. And I, I know that we're going to do another podcast in the future, probably a question and answer. And I think uh, I want to make sure that we leave as, as, as most in the most fresh way as possible. So I'm going to just ask you to uh, remind us what is it that you want us to know that we need to know about our recovery journey? Everybody is worth recovery. Everybody is worth recovery. Everybody has it in them to recover. As long as you're willing and connect, get a coach, 
get you somebody that'll help you. Somebody that's been there, somebody that has experience that can help you come through it. But most of all, don't think that you can't do it. You can. You can do it. Appreciate that. Now, uh, you want to give us your Twitter handle, uh, your TikTok handle. You can give us every kind of handle you got as far as I'm concerned. I have, for my TikTok, it is Diana.flow, F-L-O-W-E, one N in Diana. Um, and then you can reach me at flowconsulting at gmail.com. I am on Facebook as Diana Sipes Flow. And um, let's see, what a, a Twitter, you know, I'm not really on Twitter too much right now, but I look, I think it's Diana Flow. I, I don't do Twitter a whole lot. I have an account, but I'm not a big Twitter person. I have Snapchat, Snapchat. Um, and I'm on Instagram as Diana Flow. And you're on LinkedIn as Diana Flow. As and well. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn as Diana Flow. And I love, I, I do trainings, I do coaching. Um, I do mastermind groups. I do a lot of stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Reach out for, even if it's questions, I take questions, you know, I'm all about helping. If you've got volunteer stuff, you want me to be a part of, I'm a part of that. I share my story in various, but I love to share my story because I love for people to see that I'm not, anybody can recover. Anybody can. I, I feel like I'm a hope dealer. Because so many people, I thought I couldn't do it. I could do it. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. So instead of being a dope dealer, I'm a hope dealer now. And I love it. That's pretty inspirational hope dealer. I, I, th I think I, I think I, I, I want to add that to, to, to one of my businesses, hope dealer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. It, <laughs> right? Yep. It's been a pleasure, uh, Diana. It, it really has been a pleasure. I told you we were going to cook up some magic. I, I mean, welcome. you know, you, I, I knew it, you know, when, when all that stuff started happening the technology and this and that and the other, I knew it was going to happen. And, um, I guess that would be, you know, something I could leave with is that, uh, you know, some people, when things go wrong, they call it an omen, right? Oh, it's an omen. It's going to be bad. But you know, for me, when things go wrong, it's an omen. Oh yeah, they're gonna be be good, and you know, okay. So things happen in threes. Okay, yeah. Let's get the three out of the way. Get them out of the way early so we can have some fun. That's what we did. That's what we did. The only thing we did, I forgot to put the music on this segment. But you know, we'll we'll live with it. We'll live with it. We'll live with it. And you we'll know what I want to say to you, thank you so much for having me on here and allowing me to be able to share my journey. I'm so grateful for that. I appreciate you. Well, thank you. I, it, it's just, I couldn't, I, 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 I couldn't not do that. Um, and I would just encourage anybody that listen to this, to listen to it again, because there's a lot of mechanics that they can use for recovery, no matter what it is. You did tell us an inspirational story and, and you do, you're reminding us right in our face that yeah, you can recover and you brought to our attention something. I'll bring it to our attention in a different way. When you start this recovery journey, think of a blackboard. And when you start, think of a blackboard that you took a big dinner plate and you put on it. 
And that's how much of your life that the recovery process is. And it's that big. And eventually it becomes a dot. And in your life today, it's a dot that you continuously maintain. And what you're actually doing is you're growing a bigger dot called, how can I help people? Absolutely. So with that, uh, congratulations. This may be the end. It's not the end. It's not the beginning of the end, but it's the end of the beginning. So thank you for that opportunity, Diana. Uh, it is my privilege and pleasure, and uh, I hope to see you soon. Awesome. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank so everybody, that's Diana Flo, and she is a recovery special person. There'll be some links uh, in the uh, podcast so that you can get in touch with Diana. Uh, with that said, we'll talk to you guys soon, as I always say. Make each and every day of your life your living masterpiece because you're worth it, you matter, and you're more than enough. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Have a mm -hmm. great day. You too.